0: Welcome to the Home Hour. I'm Kirsten. And I'm Graham. We're two moms aspiring to create elegant spaces and gracious homes while dealing with real life schedules, budgets, and children. Stick with us and we'll share and show what we know, what we've learned, where we've messed up,
1: and how to fix it.
0: For everything we can't make up, we'll bring in the best experts we can find. On today's episode, we're talking about what might be the ultimate hack for moms of picky eaters. Move over smoothies. We found an even better way to sneak veggies into your kids. And it's perfect for summer.
1: Plus, we learn what commonly used sweetener was actually an ancient form of birth control. All that and more on today's episode of The Home Hour. Welcome home.
0: Hey, Graham. Kirsten, good to talk to you. Good to talk to you, too. I'm excited about today's episode. We have
1: an amazing interview lined up. We have Liz Moody, who is um, a nutritionist. She's a blogger. She's written a great new book, Perfect in Time for the Summer, called Glow Pops. And she's here with us, and she's going to tell us about making popsicles for our children.
0: Yeah, well, it's not just for our children, too. I mean, I think that's a really big part of this because my kids are probably like everyone else's kids, which is vegetables are not the easiest thing to get into them. And um, smoothies are like are like my savior. You know what I mean? Like if we didn't have our smoothies in the morning, um, I don't know if my kids would see anything besides a baby carrot. So it's so exhausting.
1: I hear you. So one. are you saying like, so we're, we're going to go out there, we're going to go out on a limb and say that popsicles are like the smoothie of the summer. And maybe the way like rosé, you know, everyone says it's rosé season. We say it's smoothies. It's a popsicle uh, it's season. It's
0: popsicle season. It's green popsicle season. It's sneaky, healthy popsicle kids season. Um, and but- And allegedly Liz says that these are for men
1: and dads and moms. I mean, they're savory recipes. This is going to be not just for children. You're right about that.
0: Oh, no, the book is um, I got the book. Okay, so I got the book yesterday. And the book is really pretty. You know books that are just like pretty? Like mm-hmm. just pretty colors. Like the popsicles are all these vibrant colors. And there's like fruity, creamy, chocolatey, savory, and green. The savory I think is going to be a hard sell with my kids. Although she was saying a couple of them. Uh, the sweet potato, which I guess is like mm-hmm. kind of fake savory. But she but, said um, sweet potato
1: cardamom. That sounds like a neat one. So I'm excited that to about that recipe. That actually
0: sounds delicious. But um, yeah. the idea that I could give my kids... A popsicle after their meal, like do the the whole like dessert as a you know a prize at the end. Mm-hmm. And it's actually like, haha! Your dessert is avocado and sweet potato, and they're going to be finishing their food to get that. I mean, that's a win. That is a that's total a, that's a huge, win. That's a
1: huge score. And I also like she talks about um, it's very minimal effort, but also minimal as far as gear that you need. Basically, yeah. you can you can make yourself popsicles without even having any kind of special
0: anything really a blender. Basically, a blender. But but yeah, no, she was great, and she also has a blog, uh, the S- Sprouted Roots, and I'm sorry, Sprouted Routes. Well, she said there's two ways pronounce it. But um we'll link to that in the show notes because um because she has a lot of also just amazing wellness tips, not just for children obviously, but um for moms too. And I liked that there was stuff in here about making your skin look good. Um, you know, I, I could I could use a little help too. It's not just about my kids. I mean
1: she introduced I'm I'm just gonna throw it out. This is a spoiler as well. She introduced two new superfoods that I have never heard of. And I like to think that I'm at least semi up to date on things. I mean my mind was blown almost when I learned about quinoa, which for a while I called quinoa way longer than I should have. Um, but, I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb. I think she's put the new quinoa out there. She's put the mark down.
0: Well, okay, and we'll have links to all of the things that she does mention in the show notes, because literally I like couldn't even spell them, so we're going to have to have links. And she also mentioned some places where she likes to buy this stuff, because... Um, because that's what I also wonder. Like, am I buying good quality stuff? Um, you know, right. or am, Sometimes I, just, you hear about something am fabulous, I being scammed? You know? Right. Is it
1: something you actually have to go to the Amazonian jungle to find and, <laughs> <laughs> or bring back from your, your travels? I that's don't know. not
0: on my summer plan. Well, and then the other thing I like about this is this is going to be, I'm going to say that this is my New Year's resolution, although it's like my New Year's summer resolution, um, is I'm going to follow some of the recipes too. Because I have a tendency, this is what, This is exactly why I don't bake, is because like I'm like a, eh. Close enough. You're a, da- You're a dash of this, a pinch of that cured to- Oh, everything I do is a dash of You're the a, one Who, actually like makes a
1: recipe? Like, a handful of love, a teaspoon of warmth. <laughs>
0: There's no love or warmth in my cooking. It's terrible. just kale. Um, but, you know, I don't, I'm not good at following recipes at all. And, um, and sometimes I get really bummed because, you know, by the time you've added up all of the time you've taken, all the food you've put into this, I've, like, ruined just a ton of food in a blender, and that's, like, what I'm calling a smoothie, and if my kids don't like it, I just end up adding sugar to it to make it more palatable, and then I feel like <laughs> i have completely disappointed, or completely, um, uh, you know, negated the whole, like, I made a kale smoothie, I'm awesome, you know, so, uh, so I'm going to follow these recipes, because she's got some really good trips, and, like, I'm glad, like, someone else did the trial and error on that, you know, because I'm like I don't want to mess around and and you know make a bunch of coconut milk and then you know realize like I totally combined it with the wrong vegetable. So, right. And I think this
1: episode too I mean truly it's it's a, one of our one of our finer if I do say so myself. You say um, that every week. I like these people. I have to say, it's really bad. I want to like, I'm going to be that creeper podcaster who shows up at their house. And oh, because
0: like, they hey all good. say afterwards, we're like, if you're ever in our town, and they, they're probably just being nice, but Graham, we're going to be like on a tour. Okay, Remember when you, you said we the, could come over? <laughs> One of the funniest thing,
1: though, is Harrison actually thinks that he gets to come over, too. He was talking to me the other night, and he's like, it sounds like you have spoken to some really interesting people. Do you, when, next time we're in New Canaan,
0: do you want to go visit this person? Yeah, <laughs> like, (laughs) Seriously, they're gonna love it when we show up with our five children and our two husbands (laughs) and your kittens. Hi! (laughs) Remember, you said we could get lunch. We're here. Do you have any any popsicles on hand? Uh, Okay. Well, I really want to get to this interview, but um, yeah, she will have popsicles, which will be fun. The kids will love it. Um, Great. uh, But I do want to get to this. But the fun thing about um, this interview too is that Liz is giving out some books for our listeners. So two books. It's wonderful. Two gorgeous, gorgeous books. Yeah, they're really pretty. So um, we're gonna have details about how you can and uh, win yourself a copy of this Glow Pups book um, for you and for a friend. So please follow us on Instagram. It's at the home hour. And we'll have all the details on that and links to Liz and all that stuff on our show notes. Oh, and one little piece of business too. If you are enjoying the show, um, we would ask that you would leave us uh, ratings in iTunes. That'd be great. Thanks, everyone. Anything else, Graham? We good? I can't wait. Welcome, Liz. All right. Let's play the Liz interview. Hello, we're back now with Liz Moody, who is the author of Glow Pops and the popular blog Sprouted Roots. Liz, hey, welcome to the Home Hour. Hi, thank you so much for having me.
1: Liz, we're thrilled you're here with us today. Welcome. Um, So can you just kind of give us a little bit of a background? I know you're in Brooklyn. Like, set the stage for, we're going to talk all about your book, um, Glow Pops. But I just kind of want to know, especially since we have a lot of moms who live in a lot of different housing situations, where are you, what's home life like for you?
2: Oh, my gosh. Okay. So um, anybody who has a real home with space, I'm very jealous of you. My apartment is teeny tiny, like many New Yorkers. It's... um, One room, essentially, that is the kitchen and the living room and the dining room. Um, So I definitely... One of the things with my recipe development is it always has to work in a very minimal kitchen um, with not a lot of fancy tools or supplies because I definitely don't have that in my kitchen. Um, Oh, you're speaking our language. This is great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, And I live there with my my cat, uh, Isabella, who I've had for nine years. She's my baby. I know it's different but she's traveled around the world with me. She's lived in London with me and San Francisco and New York now. Um, And then my husband uh, who... Yeah, it's great. It's I love it. We've been in Brooklyn now for about two two years, um, and we were in New York for three years earlier, and then we moved to London and had a little jot there in between. But the part of Brooklyn we're in now has beautiful trees and old brownstones, and we walk to work every day, and it's just really, really lovely.
0: Oh, that sounds awesome. Okay, so you have just written a book, which is perfect for summer, and I'm so glad we're getting you right at the beginning of summer. Um And it's about popsicles It's literally a cookbook about popsicles And I just My my copy showed up yesterday And I haven't been able to put it down I'm going to go right after this interview To go buy the ingredients on some of these Because it's awesome Um
1: so okay. let me just, I'm, I'm, before you jump in Kirsten. So let me just tell you Liz. So basically here's how our show kind of works. Kirsten is always all over the internet and she's always sending me some email. Like you must find this woman. You must find this person, track her down and have her on the show and talk to her. And she found your book and was just like, we must find Liz and learn what she's doing because it's perfect for kids. So sorry, keep going. Kirsten. Yeah. Well, no, her. well,
0: the thing is, so I, my kids, you know, this is what you don't have kids. Let me show you what it's like. You get a plat, you, 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 have a party ten kids there you wind up at the end of the day with 10 plastic plates with three baby carrots on the side that we totally put on there just to feel good and the kids don't eat them. Getting vegetables into my kids is the hardest thing I have to do. There's like one vegetable they will each eat, but like if I make asparagus, only one of them's eating it, the other two are not. So the smoothies have been have been my lifesaver. It's the only thing that like allows me to just feed them garbage for the rest of the day is I feel like I started your day with kale and chia seeds. So this is amazing because I feel like I'm gonna hit them in the morning and I'm gonna hit them in the afternoon. With a popsicle and maybe even a dessert I'm obsessed Um, Is this kind of like Could this be the smoothie of summer? Yeah, I mean, so I think
2: first and foremost, I have the palate of a five-year-old, which is why I'm in a well, a good position to develop recipes that appeal to children. I will take any chocolate, any cake, any chocolate chip cookies. Um, and when I got into health and wellness, I'm a, a food editor to wellness magazine and um, just really immersed in that space. But I came from it wanting to take the flavors that I really, really love and turn them into things that are healthy. Um, and so I'm always like remaking desserts and all. Of that. And when it came to popsicles... I have a really intense green smoothie habit in the morning and again I love it because it's so easy and fast and you can make it taste like chocolate and so again I'm, I'm like your child in that but popsicles are they they even beat that because they're completely ready to go. My husband loves them because instead of having to wake up and make a smoothie which doesn't take that much time but it's still is something you have to add into your morning. He has a stash of popsicles in the freezer already and so he just has those good to go in the morning and they have the pops in pops all have supernatural ingredients. There's no refined sugar. there's a ton of vegetables. Um, kids love so there's like ways you can hide vegetables in the popsicles. There's a green smoothie section where it has um, popsicles like double chocolate brownie but that has a full serving of spinach in it or mint chocolate chip is one of my favorites and it, it's so good. It's minty and fresh and it has uh, chocolate chips that it come from cacao nibs. So you're getting all of those antioxidants and really, really good ingredients, but you're getting it in this really delicious flavor package. Um, And then there's ones that have other vegetables in them. There's a whole savory section of the book that I really like, and it's a little bit more creative pops. But in that section, there's a cardamom cinnamon sweet potato pop. That kids are obsessed with. I cannot peel them out of my niece's hands. She'll eat like five in a sitting, which makes me nervous. Um, but <laughs> they're really, really good. So I think that I think it's great to give. I think one pops are really interactive and they feel fun to eat. You're not just like sitting down with a fork and knife and trying to eat a salad. You're getting to like devour this delicious kind of sticky, messy. Um, And then they're colorful, and they're bright, and they're pretty. And then they're also really easy to make. And I think including kids in that process of making pops makes them feel invested in the outcome. So you get to blend it all up with them and then pour it in the molds. And they get to see the process of how this liquid becomes this you know, frozen treat in a couple of hours. And I think that's really fun as well.
0: Um, can can you're a exa- well, yeah, you're, you're not exaggerating because it, it is, we, we bought it like a set of, you know, make your own frozen pop molds. And when I knew it, we were going to do this interview and it is like my daughter's favorite thing is to stick the stick. Yes. In. Like I will say like, if you clean your whole room, you can put the <laughs> stick in. And I'm like, it's not that much fun, but it makes her so happy. Yeah. You're totally right. Like there's something about making popsicles. And then when I watched her do it, I was like, wait a minute. I actually remember thinking this was the most fun thing too. It so, feels like. magic a
2: little bit like you feel like a a chemist or something like it's some kind of alchemy is happening where you take this one type of object and you transform it into something else and then you get to eat it at the end which everybody wants
1: (laughs) okay quick mechanical question because a lot of our listeners aren't flipping through the book right now you're taking all the ingredients you're throwing them
2: in a blender per se and then you're pouring it into a mold yeah, so the only thing you actually need to make popsicles is a blender. People think you need pop molds. You really don't. You can use um, Dixie cups like you get at the dentist. Those make really awesome single-serving pops, and you can just rip off the paper at the end and eat them. Um, you can also use ice cube trays. My sister-in-law has been making a lot of teeny tiny pops with ice cube trays. You can use champagne glasses. So you don't need pop mold, although they're very inexpensive on the Internet. But you do need a blender. Any kind of blender works, a cheap blender, a nice blender, any of that. So you're basically taking a bunch of really nutrient-dense natural ingredients like um, different greens and different vegetables and different types of nuts and seeds and um, all of coconut and things that are just really packed with nutrients. You're blending it up until it's a homogenous mixture, and then you're pouring it into whatever mold you choose to use. And I think Glow Pops are really different. Most popsicles, if you were to buy a traditional popsicle book, you would be... um, processing the, the ingredients, and then you'd be straining them and adding some sort of simple syrup or something like that. And glow pops don't use simple syrup, and they keep all of that fiber um, that makes a pop filling and nutrient-dense and really good for your digestive system. It keeps all of that intact. Um, Plus, you're saving stuff. step. Yeah, yeah we don't saving, even have to get saving
1: a bakery best It's
2: great. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, so we have a few tricks up our sleeves in Glow Pops to make those really good textures, but without taking out any of the really good ingredients for you.
1: That sounds great. Well, speaking of one of your recipes, I heard you have a recipe for a hangover popsicle, which yeah. sounds delightful. Tell us more about that and what's involved in that. For our yeah, listeners, mommy. not not for us,
0: not for us. For those other listeners who can't control themselves. Go ahead. Not us. So that's yeah. another one. That's just kidding. That you just
2: have a stash of them in your freezer because um, you, I know when I'm hungover, uh, which happens even though I'm very immersed in the wellness world, it's, you know, summer of rosé, Um and I like to, I don't ways. feel like, <laughs> I don't feel like making anything in the morning. I barely feel like getting up to do the daily requirements of my day. Um, so the hangover pop is a tomato beet Bloody Mary. Um, it tastes like a Bloody Mary, but it has a little bit of extra sweetness from the beet. If you're a beet hater, you can leave it out. I know people have very strong feelings about beet, but I do say that if you prepare them correctly, they don't have that earthy dirtiness that a lot of people really hate. Um, so, the beet actually helps to cleanse your liver and make it work over time to clear all of those all of that alcohol out of your system quicker. And then there's also um, garlic cloves in it, which help to support your gut and boost your immunity. And there's celery salt, which replenishes those minerals after you've been drinking. And, of course, you can also add a little bit of vodka to these popsicles if you would like. <laughs> hair, so of you of hair of the dog. Yeah. You're my that favorite wellness expert ever. <laughs> yes,
1: um, do you do repeat performances? We could come up with a variety of topics. Topics to have you on the show for?
2: Yeah, I just, I mean, I think it's important to acknowledge that we live in the real world, and I also think a huge part of wellness is feeling good and happy, and not being rigid and and eating things that you don't enjoy because that's not fun. Like, why live forever if you're going to hate every moment of it? You know.
1: <laughs> well, that's can I? Sorry, I'm going to go down a rabbit hole because I think we like to do this on the show. I've gotten two kittens, and I have we had old cats who re- passed away about a year ago, and so you know we got when we were kind of poor, right out of poor college students, you know, who could only put in like 20 cents a can for cat food, and so they lived on that. But these cats now, I can spring for a dollar a can, you know, and they're eating this fancy, fancy cat food. It's not really that fancy. But it's so clean and good for you now that these cats, it's almost as if my cats are on the clean living diet, right? And so they're Mm -hmm. going through cans and cans and cans of cat food. And I kind of feel like that's how it is for me whenever I try to eat well. Like, every, I'll just Go through vast amounts of food. That every now and then I just need to slip in maybe like a pop tart or something just to keep my system like wondering,
0: right? Yeah, <laughs> to slow Shake it down. It up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um What is exactly in that case? Let me just spin our next question. The the fancy cat food for humans we're looking for right now. What is yeah. the? What is like the biggest? Nat- like, what is the hot ingredient that everyone is into right now? And I'm hearing so right a now, lot. You go ahead. Answer. Yeah. Yeah. People are really into. I, so one of the benefits
2: of my day job as a food editor at a wellness website is that all of these foods come across my desk. So anything weird and out there, I'm trying. I just try them. Um like a $25 coconut yogurt that's made with human strain probiotics. I just tried uh, chips that are made out of sauerkraut um, and I also have probiotics in it. So probiotics in general, your gut is very, very trendy. So anything that's meant to soothe your gut and help your gut out is very, very trendy. And then also adaptogens are huge. So those are the. Wait, I've powder. never even heard the word
1: adaptogen.
2: What is that New mean? word
1: people, new word yeah. listeners, <laughs> so. adaptogens new to me.
2: These are essentially herbs that work with your body. Um, They do things like balance your hormones and uh, just kind of nurture your system and give your body what it individually needs. So it's called adaptogen because it adapts to your individual makeup so it won't be, it won't have the same interaction with every person. So it's really big to get these potions and powders um that people buy stuff like ashwagandha or maca ashwagandha is really good for anxiety um maca is really good for hormone balancing and people will get these these powders and can i ask
1: a stupid question i'm so sorry yeah. but just i think this is that like matcha the green tea am i just saying it incorrectly no.
2: yeah okay yeah. totally so different is very different matcha is powdered green tea um okay. and maca is actually a root from Peru, and you process, you like basically grind up this root and make it into a powder. And then you, they used to use it, the Peruvian warriors used to use it when they went off to battle to build their stamina and endurance hundreds of years yes. ago.
1: We are um, so ahead of the trend for having you here. I mean, we are p- blowing past chia seeds. Like, we're <laughs> leaving those guys in the dust. Like, I thought you were going to talk about turmeric. You have just blown <laughs> past turmeric and chia seeds. Like, what are we living in the Stone Age? Okay, wait, wait. Well, this so is, wait, no,
2: no, I want to, I want to caution though so I think I think that there are all of these trendy foods and if you get too far down into it you could be thinking like do I have to spend hundreds of dollars and put all of this stuff in my smoothies to be my healthiest, best self? And I, I at the end of the day, I definitely think that the biggest superfoods are the ones that you're going to find at your farmer's market or in the produce section of your grocery store. I think if you're eating a diet that has a ton of greens in it, some good fats, some good proteins, and some good fiber, you're going to be so well off that you you don't need all of that extra stuff. I think it's fun, and it's good if you... Really need like um, some extra healing. Like when I went off birth control, I added maca into my diet because I needed some more hormone balancing at that point. But I think if you were to read a lot of wellness stuff online, you could get overwhelmed. And I really want to caution people that if you're just packing your diet with greens and vegetables, you're doing like a great job.
0: That's, I love that perspective although you have not met my kids I kind of might need some like warrior power to face them <laughs> but um, wait no but can we actually bring up turmeric though because and this is maybe goes back to the other two who's I can't even say that the one that starts with an A again the anxiety one ashwagandha Ashwagandha. I'm not even going to know how to spell that. We're going to link to these things in the show notes because um, because these are Mm -hmm. this is really fascinating, and I I do think a lot of people would like to know a little bit more about these. But my question with with the turmeric and with the ashwagandha and the maca is um, like, what am I just going to be like that idiot who buys it like a late adapter? And by the time I buy it, it's mostly like cornstarch with like a little smidgen of the good thing. You know, I don't. Do these things have to be um like like the turmeric for example everyone's so into turmeric how do you do you have to buy it the root do you have to can you buy a powder like how do you know when you're getting good quality stuff and when you're just being like Look, I'm cool. I'm trendy. I use the new herb that everybody's into. You know what I mean? Yeah. I
2: mean, you should definitely point out to everybody that you're cool and trendy, no matter what way you get the herb. Um, But I think in general, the closer to the source that you can get something, the better. So, like, obviously, if you can go out to your garden and dig around and find some fresh turmeric, you're in great shape. But most of us can't do that. So I think if you can get a spice container that just has turmeric on it, I think the spice blends are always um, a little bit of a crapshoot. They tend to use lower-quality spices there because they know that you're not— tasting the spice itself so they tend to be less fresh and less high quality so I always try to stay away from those. Um, I also try to go for organic spices because they're not radiated uh, mm-hmm. and that takes away a lot of the nutritional value of spices and then once you buy a spice try to use it as quickly as possible because from the second that it's ground up it begins to lose its potency both both in terms of the flavor and the health benefits and always store it in a cool and dark place so I hate when I go to people's houses and they have all their spices. Lined up in the open air next to their stove because that's really, really going to damage the spices and they won't be as potent, both in terms of the flavor and in terms of health benefits.
1: That's an interesting So keep the spices away from the heat of the stove. And you, I yeah. mean, of course, mine are to the right of the stove. That's very interesting to know. Just put them up. But mine are also admin. from supermarkets that don't exist anymore. So.
2: Um, Yeah, and it it really is worth it, like, once a year to go through your spice cabinet and throw out all of the old ones. In general, I I encourage people to use spices a ton. I think they're the original superfoods. They're the ones that have been used for thousands and thousands of years. They're so good in terms of adding flavor. People like A lot of unhealthy food relies on fat, like bad for you, fats like frying and stuff like that for flavor. And you can add so much flavor with spices that you can stay away from more unhealthy ways of cooking food. So I always encourage people to use their spices, but if you don't use them once a year, just clean them out, buy new ones. It'll, it'll really be worth it in terms of the flavors you're getting back and also in terms of what you're doing for your body.
0: Can I tell you what is my number one splurge? And I love it. And it's not cheap. And I can't just go to the grocery store. I've got to go to, like, William sonoma Sur La Or I always mispronounce that. Graham, you can make fun of me. But um, <laughs> uh, the truffles, truffle salts, oh, my gosh. Mm. Like, I put truffle salt on on vegetables. And it's like, you don't need butter. You don't need, you know, cream sauce. Like, it, that is, that spice, um... It is pricey, but man, it just makes vegetables so delicious. Well, and a little goes such a
2: long way. a strong way. flavor. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's something else to consider if you're going to spend, you know, $10 on a chocolate bar that you're going to eat in five minutes. Or if you're going to spend $12 on a truffle sauce so that you're going to savor and it's going to make so many things taste absolutely delicious and crave-worthy for you.
0: Well, and I'm also not going to throw away that broccoli I really meant to eat in the grocery store, but then I never wanted to cook it because I know it's, it's my vehicle to get my truffle salt. I um, have a girlfriend it. who does that and she'll, um, she'll like,
2: she, ha- she has a truffle salt obsession. It's actually truffle oil, um, but she'll only let herself put it on things that are like vegetables. So she, if she forces herself to eat her vegetables by letting herself put her favorite ingredient on top of it and only that.
0: I actually gave it to everyone in my family for um, Christmas gifts. I'm like, <laughs> trust me. Everyone thought it was a terrible gift. But um, I want to talk about... Sorry, I want to get back to Glow Pops for one second, just because I think it's such a
1: really neat book kirsten was kind of painting a visual the other night she was talking about this chamomile popsicle recipe that Mm. you had do you remember that one or yeah and she had this really neat idea of just kind of after dinner with the kids um pulling out these kind of chamomile soothing almost bedtime popsicles and maybe going for a walk with the kids and those popsicles are so messy i don't know what you think about this but we do not let our children eat them in the house Um, usually you have to go outside to eat popsicles um (laughs) get them all over But just the idea of strolling around and after dinner, kids are always clamoring for some sort of dessert saying like, let's get out the chamomile popsicle and tell us about the recipe for that one.
2: Yeah. So that one's chamomile chamomile, cantaloupe mint. Before I get into that, I do want to say one of my favorite tricks is to take a very small paper plate, like one of the thin, super cheap ones you get, and you can poke a hole in the center and put the popsicle stick in it. So it acts as a like drip ketchup for the popsicles. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, so, then you're not getting quite as messy with the kids. I mean, they're never going to be the neatest treat, but it really helps quite a bit. Um, but the chamomile cantaloupe mint popsicle is one of my favorite ones in the book. It has very few ingredients, it's really just mint and chamomile tea and cantaloupe. Um, and it's really, really soothing for your system. I love using tea in my cooking because it has so many medicinal properties. It's been used for so long. Chamomile has been proven in a number of scientific studies to be really, really calming and soothing and help with anxiety and all of those types of things. Um, So great for the kids when you're kind of winding down at the end of the day and then the mint is a really great digestive aid so after a big like in Morocco they have mint tea after all of their meals um, which really helps you digest all of that food you've just eaten which again will set you up for better sleep and uh, a more restful night which everybody wants
0: that is like the perfect bedtime uh, pre-bedtime ritual I love that yeah Um, okay can I ask a question about about kids again and and about um, sweetening it Okay, so I obviously, I love that we're not adding sugar. My kids don't do stevia. I, I've i developed a taste for it. But what are some other ways um, to sweeten that are just not that refined sugar?
2: Yeah, I actually don't love stevia either. In general, my, my philosophy on sugar is that if it seems too good to be true it probably is so if you're getting away with getting something that has no calories and no interaction in your body um, but it's super sweet I'm, I'm always a little wary of that and there's been some preliminary studies about how stevia affects your hormones it was actually um, initially used in the amazon rainforest as a natural birth control um, amongst tribes there so I'm I am a little wary of that um, yeah it's 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 a surprising fact that I think we're going to have to contend with a little bit more later. Um,
0: but You heard it here first, kids. You heard it here first. Well, wait, I don't know if we want to promote that. Like, I don't want any stevia babies being born. Like, You told me this was birth <laughs> but control. Don't, don't
2: use it as birth control. And again, I don't know what the efficacy rate within the tribe was, but it is interesting that it probably has some sort of interaction sure, with their hormones sure. that we're not sure about. Um, so I like to use things that are as close to the source as possible. One of my favorite sweeteners, is just dates um, because they have all of their fiber intact and they're the whole whole food and I like the, t- the closer you can get to a whole food source the better I also really like honey in small amounts um, I love maple syrup because it has all of those minerals in it it's really good honey if you get local honey is really really good for seasonal allergies because it mm-hmm. sort of helps inoculate you against your local pollen um Which is really lovely. Uh, So, and then I also think that there's, and then fresh fruit. Like in the summer, I think we should all be getting out there and getting the freshest, most delicious fruit that we have as close to our homes as we can. The thing about fruits and vegetables is the second that they're picked, the sugars in them start converting into starches. Um, Mm -hmm. Corn, for instance, a week after it's been picked, has lost 70% of its sugars. They've all turned into starches. So, the closer you can get a vegetable or a fruit to getting picked, the more of that, like, delicious. Sweet, intensely robust flavor you're going to get. Um, so I love relying on you know natural fruits, and then you know a little Wait, bit of sweet. Wait, should you
0: now. buy them? As should you buy them frozen? Are they are they better frozen? Does that get? Yeah, the- so I love
2: frozen fruit and vegetables. I'm a huge fan of them. Often they're much much cheaper. I go into this in the book a little bit. So you can use at the peak of season when you can go to your farmer's market and get those gorgeous nectarines, those gorgeous strawberries. Like definitely use them by all means. But if you cannot do that, um, it's frozen fruit has been flash frozen at the peak of its ripeness just after it's been picked. So a lot of those nutrients stay intact and a lot of those really bright, bold flavors. So often it's a really good choice, and it's a much cheaper choice, and people tend to stay away from it. And I think that,
1: yeah, it's a great thing. Oh, I'm the queen. I love frozen fruits and vegetables, so that's a great one. In fact, you can buy the neatest. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense to me. You just pick it and freeze it, and from a packaging standpoint, um, from a price standpoint
2: yeah and then you also have it on hand all the time. you know it 's great to have as many things that you need to cook really healthy things on hand because otherwise you 're going to definitely reach for the chips or reach for the chocolate.
0: okay, I want to know one another question then so sweet potatoes, kale, spinach those I feel like I can hide pretty easily. Are there any vegetables that i 'm missing um, that, that are that are good hiding vegetables? <laughs>
2: Um, I, avocado is a really great one for hiding. It's not a vegetable. It's a fruit. But the, I, I work with a lot of the country's best functional medicine doctors as part of my day job. And it's one of the few foods. Nutrition is a very controversial field. And everybody has very different ideas about what's healthy and what's not. But every single person agrees on avocado. Most of the doctors I know eat at least one a day. Um, wow. Those healthy fats are really, really good for nourishing brain, uh, your brain. And I think that's especially important for kids as they're growing um, so I as much avocado as possible it gives popsicles a very creamy, rich, desserty texture um, it's used in my I have a healthy take on a fudgesicle pop and I use avocado in that to give it this really decadent I, the thing I loved best about fudgesicles when I was a kid was when you you could bite right into it unlike most popsicles and it would kind of seed to your teeth and be soft and creamy and avocado gives this fudgesicle that texture um, In my savory section, I mean, I have zucchini pops, I have butternut squash pops, I have beet ones, I have pumpkin, um, carrot, sweet pea, um, and then also cauliflower is a great one. If you're not adding cauliflower to your smoothie yet, you definitely need to try that. You can also add it to any glow pops. Um, You can't taste it all. You can just grab frozen cauliflower, blend it right in, and it adds creaminess, and it adds fiber and all those benefits of cauliflower, and you would never know it's
0: in there. I'm wow. Right. Okay. So where's your? Oh, yeah. sorry. I have one more question. I, I know we're. I, we, I know that I could talk to you all day because this is yeah. super fascinating. Um, but what? Um, where's your favorite place to shop for the um, the things that, that like? I mean, oh, what am I trying to ask? Like, how the, yeah. I mean, getting back to like the the powder and the spices and all that. Like the stuff that I'm going to sneak in. Is, is there? Um, are there certain stores? Like, how do you feel about Trader Joe's?
2: Yeah, I think Trader Joe's has some of the highest standards of any mass market chain. Like, for instance, they don't use BPA in, I think, 98% of their cans, which is amazing. Um, so I really like them. They don't irradiate their spices, I believe. I would want to check that. Um, but I love—I buy almost all my frozen produce at Trader Joe's, which is around the corner from me. I don't love their fresh produce, um, but I love their frozen Their frozen section. sections, just, like, amazing. Um, and then for more, like, specialty powders and— uh, stuff like that, I'll, I'll go on Amazon, or I'll go on a site called Vitacost, uh, V-I-T-A-C-O-S-T, and that has pretty discounted sort of natural health stuff, so it's a great place to buy raw cacao or things like that.
0: Okay. We will link to all of these in the show notes. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, this you've just given us a laundry list
1: of wonderful, wonderful new things, new things that I had never heard of before, and um, thank you for your time and your wisdom and for speaking with us today. Is there anything else that we're forgetting to ask you? Any points you just feel you need to mention? you got? since No, something? just
2: that everybody should eat as many pops as they can this summer. I think it's the best way to get in all your vegetables and all your fruits and also like get to eat dessert for three meals a day.
0: I love that. Okay, Liz, how can they find out more about Gold Pops and about you? Yeah, so Glow Pops, you can find
2: at any bookstore um, or also on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Just search Glow Pops, G-L-O-W-P-O-P-S. And then I'm Liz Moody. You can find me at sproutedroutes.com. You could also pronounce it roots, but it's spelled R-O-U-T-E-S. Um, so that's sproutedroutes.com or on Instagram. I love talking to people on Instagram. So if you ever, I'll often get questions from people about like, what would you use in this smoothie or what's your favorite pop or stuff like that. So I love, I love, love, love answering those questions. So I'm at route. And I'm sure you'll have that in the show notes, so I don't need to spell it. <laughs>
0: well, long. I know. I think I mispronounced it earlier, so I apologize for that. No, oh, you can um, pronounce it, Roots. It's like okay. a fun double
2: entendre, but I don't want people going to R-O-O-T-S. You
0: know? okay. That Got was it. like
2: the one
1: time. Let me tell you, there's a big difference between Leather Man and Leather Men Tools. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. One and must be very gone. careful. And on that yes. note, thank
0: you, Liz Moody. <laughs> Liz, thank you. you. So this much. was great. And I can't wait to go and uh, make some of these actually this afternoon. So Yeah, yeah. So you'll much. have to send me pictures. Oh, I will. Thanks. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye.